Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. How was everybody's weekend? I wanted to give you an update on my 30 days of going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 6 a.m. If you're new around here, you might not know that I recently went to Portugal, spent six days in Lisbon, have never had that as a place on any of my bucket lists, wasn't really on my radar, and I earned the trip as a top 50 trip that my company did for last year, and we were supposed to go to Paris, but then they switched it to Lisbon in light of what was happening in, you know, politics and government and world travel. So we got to go to Lisbon and it was incredible. I don't know what I thought Portugal was going to be, but I definitely didn't think it was going to be European, which is funny because it's over there in Europe. (laughs) But I just thought Portuguese is close to Spanish. So at least that's what my friends in high school who spoke Portuguese told me. And really what Portuguese is, is this most beautiful French sounding language. I feel like Portugal is the best of Paris without the Parisians that hate Americans. (laughs) And that is a very broad statement. I know that all Parisians do not hate Americans. Julian, my podcast editor, if you're listening, I love you so much. And this show does not work without you. He lives in Paris and is the most wonderful, kind man ever. But when I, every time I go to Paris, I find that in general, the culture is not one that necessarily loves Americans. (laughs) If you've ever been, you know what I'm talking about. And it's not everyone. But when we went to Portugal, I had this amazing experience of being a morning person. Now, jet lag is something that my mom has trained me in since I was in the womb, like literally in utero. My mom was a flight attendant for United Airlines for 37 years. And she flew with me up until she delivered me. And then I was on airplanes at, you know, I think three weeks old. They had me on an airplane back to visit my grandma in Ottumwa, Iowa and then never stopped traveling since then. So when I was little and we would go to Japan or Hong Kong or Thailand, we would get to the the city that we were in. And my mom just always said, there's only one rule. Don't wake me up in the middle of the night, even if you can't sleep. So what I would do, I, in fact, I remember this specific trip to Hong Kong. She would always take me on her trips. So she would be crew and I would fly standby and 
fly with them on all of their trips. So she could take me with her. And of course I hated it because I just wanted to be home with my friends, but it really taught me a ton about life and the world and travel. And I believe it had a huge, was a very significant factor in developing me into the person that I am today. I had been to 16 countries by the time I was 16, multiple times. Since then, I've added one, two, three, I think three or four more countries to that list. But when we went to Hong Kong, when I was 11, we got into town and I didn't listen to my mom. I took a nap. This is a big no-no when you're trying to beat jet lag. Never take a nap. Whatever time you land in the country, that's the time that your body needs to be on. So when we went to Hong Kong, we landed and I fell asleep. Of course, she told me not to, but she just let me do what I was going to do. And then in the middle of the night, I, of course, could not sleep because my body was ready for daytime. So I remember getting a bunch of pillows, getting a Coca-Cola, a can of it from the like mini fridge in the hotel room and taking my Game Boy, which is for all the kids listening, Game Boy was the handheld device, the video game device that we all used before cell phones existed. So I would take my Game Boy and I went into the bathroom. I filled the bathtub with pillows and comforters and I drank a Coca-Cola and played Super Mario Brothers for four hours in the middle of the night. And it's one of my favorite, favorite memories. My mom woke up at like seven o'clock in the morning and saw me in there. And I remember she took a picture of it because she thought it was so funny. And I don't know where the picture is, but what a great memory. So knowing how to beat jet lag and think ahead, I planned accordingly on my airplane ride. I made sure to sleep on the airplane on the time zone I was going to rather than the time zone I was currently on. So when we landed in Amsterdam on the way to Lisbon, I was exhausted and we went to the Delta Sky Lounge. It was actually a KLM Sky Lounge and that's their Delta Affiliate International. And we signed up for the showers. It was the coolest experience. You just go into the Delta Lounge and you sign up for a shower and then you get to take a shower. They had a shower cap, they had a razor, they had shaving cream, shampoo, conditioner. Of course, I did not wash my hair because I rarely wash my hair, but I shaved my legs. I showered my whole body, got into new clothes that I had packed ahead of time, knowing there was going to be a shower at the Amsterdam Delta Lounge and changed my clothes, felt so good. And it was, you know, nine o'clock in the morning in Amsterdam, but it was, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. back in Utah. So I was really, really trying to stay awake. I then drank about 14 cups of hot chocolate to keep me awake (laughs) from the little breakfast bar area that the Delta Lounge had and stayed awake almost the entire time. I slept a little bit on the, I think, did I or did I stay awake? I think I slept a teensy, teensy bit on the way into Lisbon. There was like a small connecting flight from Amsterdam to Lisbon. 
but I can't remember if I stayed, I can't remember if I stayed awake. I think I actually stayed awake. Anyway, we landed in Lisbon and then I knew that my only goal was to stay awake until at least 10 o'clock that night. So ended up achieving that success, kept myself busy. We went out to dinner, we walked around, we made sure to stay awake and I was instantly on the time zone there, but I was going to sleep at 10 o'clock every night, which meant I was waking up around 5 a.m. every morning because seven hours I was ready to go. So I woke up to the sunrise every morning. I exercised on their rooftop gym, watched the sun come up, watched the cruise ships come in. It was magic. I loved it so much. And I started thinking, maybe I'm not actually a night owl because I have been a night owl my whole life. This is something that even my kids will tell you. What is your favorite thing? What's your mom's favorite thing to do? They'll say sleeping in. (laughs) And so, um, it's just always something I've told people about me. Like I'm a night owl. I, I come alive at night. And when we came home from Portugal, I knew I was going to have to do the same thing, right? Try and sleep on the airplane on Utah time instead of Amsterdam time. So that was easy because we woke up at 2 a.m. to go catch our 4 a.m. flight from Lisbon to Amsterdam. And then we we went straight to our flight. We actually had to run through the airport because our flight was delayed. So we had to run 20 minutes full on sprinting through the airport to catch our flight to Salt Lake City. And it was so easy to fall asleep because I had only slept for 45 minutes the night before. We did this all on purpose so that we wouldn't have jet lag when we got home. Then when I got home, I knew I could not sleep. So I made sure I stayed awake until 10 p.m. that night. I think I actually gave in at 9.30, 9.45 and went to sleep. So of course I was up at 4 a.m. And I did that for the first five days that I was home. I would go to sleep at 10. I'd wake up at six. It was so easy and convenient because my daughter had her last huge dance convention, Nouveau, biggest one of the year. All the dance moms have probably heard the name before. They have dance conventions all over the United States. And we had to be up at 6 a.m. every single day for her to be performing by 7.30 in the morning. So it was so perfect. And I thought, maybe I'm not a night owl again. It's like, I could just go to bed at 10 o'clock every night and wake up at six every morning. This is so easy. I feel so good. I love it so much. And so for the first two weeks, it was a piece of cake. I went to bed at 10 and got up at six every morning. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to do this for 30 days. We're going to show everyone that we are not actually a night owl. That's a made up story. And we can be an early bird if we want to. And we actually kind of like the way we feel. We feel better. We have more energy. We feel really good. And then we went to Disneyland and it was actually working out okay until the second day when my son woke up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. Like you heard last week, if you caught last week's podcast, and he was throwing up every 15 minutes for four and a half hours from 2 a.m. to 6.30 in the morning. Pretty much everything went out the window that day because I was up from 2 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. And I decided I was just going to go back to sleep and lay by Dean because I just wasn't sure if he's going to keep throwing up. So I went back to sleep and Sean took the other kids into the park. And then I was able to stick to an 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. schedule for the next week, with the exception of one night when my son told us that he had 12 missing assignments in math and he wasn't going to make 
grades for the mountain biking team this fall in high school. So I stayed up till 1.30 in the morning with him to help him finish all of his assignments. And I wanted to do that. And I remember thinking, I should just go to bed. I have to stay on my schedule. But I just decided, no, we are going to, we're going to show up for Brennan right now. This is what we want to do. We want to be with him. And this is, this is what we want to do. So I broke it that night. And then from then on, I followed an 11 PM to 7 AM schedule plus or minus here or there. And I want to talk about the plus or minus because I feel like I set myself up for failure doing a 30 day habit change. Here's why I talk to you all the time about how changing what you believe is what actually changes your results. And the how is not the problem. And this is so very true. I literally proved it to myself with this challenge. And toward the last week of the challenge, I realized I set myself up for failure on this because I was using willpower to prove that I could do something. And It's so silly now that I look back at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, look what I did. I was utilizing willpower. And the problem with willpower is that it runs out. And I didn't stop to change my belief first. You have to change your belief from the inside out before you're going to get long-term results because your brain is very smart. It always wants to be right more than it wants to be wrong. That's why you can take all the courses on network marketing. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can sign up for all the different coaching programs and they can teach you all of the hows of network marketing. But if you don't believe that you are capable of it, if you don't believe that their systems work, if you don't believe that you're ever going to be able to be successful at it, then in your result, you're not going to show up. You're not. Because if you don't believe it, then you can't create that result in your life. So I had curiosity about myself of maybe I'm not a night owl. Maybe I am actually, maybe that's a made up story, right? But I also still had a belief there that was, we don't even need to go to bed early because our life doesn't require it. And so when things started happening, like I had a sick child or I had another child that needed to stay up late, it was like, my brain was like, up, we, we did it. We, we missed it. We missed it. Is it worth keep doing it? Maybe let's just do it halfway up. We're being all in. We're being all out. Uh, Can we just throw in the towel? Is it over yet? Can we give up yet? And this is where I think so many of you go wrong in your network marketing business. You'll set a short-term goal for yourself. You're not in it for the long game. I was not in the go to bed early, wake up early for the long game. So it was so much easier to give up on myself and to let myself out of even sticking to it and working through the challenges because I knew it was just going to be over in 30 days anyway. And when you're in it for the long haul, that's when you start to get different results. So for example, I used this same method on myself when I started exercising two years ago. I even told myself, we're not even going to do this for more than, you know, 
this week. We're not even going to do it next week. We're just going to do it one day at a time. And when I would fail or I would slip up, I would say, this is no big deal. We're not even doing this forever. We don't even have a goal. Like we're just doing it today. And in allowing myself the space to just start exercising without any measure of my result or success is what I believe helped me stick with it. And this is what I want to offer to you. When I looked at my goal of 30 days going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 6 a.m., I had to utilize willpower after week one. Week one was a piece of cake because I was jet lagged. My body wanted to go to bed at 10 a.m. because it thought it was the middle of the night in Portugal. So that was so easy. I also had to get up at 6 a.m. to get my daughter to all of her dance competitions. So I had a ton of motivation. And then week two, I stuck with it, but I didn't necessarily like it. It actually affected my family negatively because I was going to bed at 10 and Sean still had to get the three older kids asleep because they weren't ready for bed by then because school was almost out. So they were staying up late, messing around. And he was having to take the burden of getting all the kids to bed. And that was difficult for us as a family. So then I started finding all of these reasons why I couldn't go to bed at 10, right? You're always, your brain's going to look for evidence of what it wants to believe or what it already believes is true. And then it's going to find evidence for it to make it right instead of being willing to be wrong and actually making a change. So it was like, I started noticing all these things like, oh, this is hurting the family. I can't do this, right? You do this in your business. You know, you do. I know you do. I do it too sometimes, right? If I'm like, oh yeah, Facebook groups are dead. I'm going to look for all the evidence to prove it. In fact, I might even run a Facebook group and then I'll be like, see, it didn't work. We didn't get any enrollments. It's because Facebook groups are dead. Because those one girls with that one Facebook ad said it once. You know the girls, you've seen the ad. Guess what? Facebook groups are not dead. I don't use them, but I have a team under me that is in massive momentum growing by gosh, like three, 400 people a month. And what they use are Facebook groups. Yep. Yes, they do for all of their recruiting. It's magic. So guess what? I guess that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If you will, you're going to prove and seek whatever you want to find. So I have committed to going to bed by 11 o'clock every night. My wake-up time, not determined. I don't have a reason to wake up at a specific time. I like my life as an entrepreneur that doesn't need to set an alarm clock. I enjoy it. It's wonderful. I'm finding that some mornings I'm up, I'm waking up at 6.30, but I lay in bed till 7.30. Other mornings I'm sleeping till 8.45, but I'm going to bed at 11 every single night. And having that bedtime for myself was the best gift that trying to avoid jet lag ever gave me because I don't know how I was functioning going to bed at one, two and three o'clock in the morning for the last 39 years of my life, honestly. I don't know how I've done it because going to bed now by 11 PM, sometimes like last night I went to bed at nine 30. That was wonderful. 
Sometimes I go to bed at 10, sometimes 1030, but my commitment and promise to myself is we are in bed with the lights out by 11 PM. And I love it. It is this gift that I have given myself. And I know that I'm just going to keep doing it because I see so much value in it. 11 o'clock is the perfect time to go to bed because my teenagers are home. They're in bed, even though it's summer, they're home and in bed by 11. We don't want to be out by the pool past 11. I don't want to be up in my house past 11. So it's just the perfect time. And how do I know it's the perfect time? I just decided it, right? There's a perfect time for you. My sister-in-law, her perfect bedtime, 9 p.m. I don't like that bedtime. I like 11 p.m. And so I find that as I am making this small change in my life, who knows, as I commit to making this one little baby step of a change in my life, one thing that I found as I integrated exercise into my life, I started it two days a week, then three days a week, then four days a week. Then for the last 18 months, I've done six days a week. And, but I didn't just start six days a week. I started with two days a week, three days a week, then four days a week. Every couple of months, I'd add an extra day on an extra thing on as I was ready for it. And it was this easing in that changed my life slowly and consistently. I think the same thing is going to happen with my bedtime. So did I successfully do 30 days of 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. sleep? Nope. Does that mean I fail? Nope. I absolutely succeeded. I did an amazing job. I'm so proud of myself. I was aware of my thoughts and what I was choosing to believe about bedtimes and wake-up times. And even though I didn't do it perfectly, even though my willpower ran out, which I knew it would, because that's what willpower does. Willpower always runs out. It's why it doesn't work to utilize it all the time. But even through all of that, at the end of the 30 days, I looked myself in the mirror and I thought, way to go. You did something that you never thought you could do, which is go to bed before 1 a.m. You changed this part of your habit. And I am not needing to sleep till 10 and 11 every day in summer. I'm like, this is kind of new for me. I don't know. I think I like it. We'll try it on for size and see how we like it this summer. But so far, I really like it. I like being awake. And this is the morning people are laughing at me because I'm saying 8.30 is early. And they're like, no, 4.30 is early, Emily. 8.30 is not. But that just goes in everyone's thought line. It's not a fact. We can't make it a circumstance because the word early or late is an opinion and opinions go in the thought line, my friends. So I like being up a little bit earlier in the eight o'clock hour. It feels so good to me. And the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm going to bed at 11 and it feels so good to me. There's no wrong or right time to go to bed. There's no wrong or right time to wake up. It's what result do you want in your life? What are you willing to be wrong about to make the changes you want to make? In your business, especially, are you willpower muscling through things like a rank up? I'll just kill myself for 30 days and then I'll be done. No, it's no wonder it's not working, my friends. It's because 
Willpower runs out. And when you muscle through something for 30 days, you can kill yourself to achieve it. I promise you, you can, but it's not going to stick. It's not going to be long lasting. And what I want to offer to you instead is make little tiny changes and be consistent in those little tiny changes and see what person it evolves you into by the end. My word for this year was evolve. And that is exactly what I am continuing to do. I'm evolving. I'm not changing myself to the opposite version of who I am right now. I am self-accepting myself for the things about me that I want to keep. And I'm evolving the things about me that I think I want to change. And this is the process that I want to continue to help you with. If you are wondering how to evolve yourself this summer without having to be all in and all time consumed in trainings or whatever. I'm doing a book club and we are studying the new strategy for reaching the world's most popular consumers, which are women, by the way, powerful consumers, not popular, powerful consumers, women. We are the most powerful consumers in the economy, in case you didn't know. And we're going to be reading Why She Buys by Bridget Brennan. It's a book that I've read in the past and I'm reading it again this summer. If you want to be a part of it, you can go to emilygibsoncoaching.com. You can sign up. It's $9 to join my summer book club, plus the cost of the book. You can also just get it on Audible if you just want to listen to it. And in August, we will meet on August 11th and August 25th for one hour each time to discuss the book. And I'm going to teach you on those Zooms based off of this strategy that we're learning in this book together all summer long, June, July, and then in August, how to be in sales without being salesy. If you want to join me there, again, just $9. I hope you'll join. You can go to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com to check out more and evolve yourself with me this summer. See you there, guys. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, We can work on goals and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.